Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 182. Welcome back, Adam Antimaniacs. I am your host, Adam R. Harrison, and thank you so much for tuning in today. And we've got a badass rock band for you to hear from, as we've got Brandon Saller of the band Atreyu right here on the Adamantium podcast. I met up with Brandon a couple weeks ago ahead of their show here in Toronto at the Danforth Music Hall, and he's such a nice dude, such a great hang. It was just like a couple of music lovers chilling and, and talking music. One of those uh, occasions that I've learned time and time again that kind of the bigger and scarier they look, the the nicer they turn out to be. <laughs> kind of like, as they say, a, a big teddy bear. Although, you know, I wouldn't mess with him. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> and at the time that we met up, Atreyu had recently released their second EP of 2023. It's called The Moment You Find Your Flame. And from what I understand, it's the second of three parts that are going to make up this concept called the Seasons of Life that will be portrayed on their upcoming album. And that will be released later this year, I think maybe in November, in which they'll also be doing a tour of Europe in November. So if you're European and listening to this, check out if Atreyu is uh, coming to a town near you. And if by chance you've been snoozing on Atreyu for the last 20 years and you're new to their music, well, we're going to do the Adamantium Recommend segment. And that's where I pick out five of my favorite songs that you could check out before or after the interview or just compare them to your own favorites. And so, as you may know, I usually like to start that off with something new. So from that EP, The Moment You Find Your Flame, I'm going to recommend the song Gone. And then I'm going to go back to the 2018 album In Our Wake, and I'm going to recommend the song In Our Wake. And then from their 2015 album Long Live, I'm going to recommend the song Do You Know Who You Are, which I really like because it's at a different tempo and beat than you would expect from the band or, or any metal band. And it really shows some versatility, which I think is really cool. And then my fourth recommendation is from the 2009 album Congregation of the Damned, and I'm going to recommend the song Storm to Pass. And lastly, from their 2007 album Lead Sales Paper Anchor, I'm going to recommend the song Falling Down. And that's it. And don't also forget that you can also check out the Adamantium Recommends playlist, which is on Apple Music, and it will include a couple of the, the songs I just mentioned, as well as a selection of recommendations across all of the episodes. So you can give that a peek on Apple Music. Uh, also, when you're checking out Atreyu's recent EPs and upcoming album, which you can also find anywhere you get your music, Apple Music, Spotify, etc., etc., and if you're an Atreyu fan, you're obviously well aware of the music, but if you're tuning into the Adamantium podcast for the first time today, I first want to say thank you very much for lending us your ears. I hope you will check us out again sometime. If you like Atreyu, I'm sure there are many other bands on this podcast you would love to hear from. Even recently, we've had Hatebreed, we've had Godsmack on the podcast. So please do hit that subscribe button on whichever podcast network you choose to get your podcasts. You can also follow The Adamantium on social media. We are on Instagram at The Adamantium, on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter or X at Adam R. Harrison. But you can find us just by searching The Adamantium Podcast. And that's all I got for you for now. So let's get into today's interview. And that's on episode 182 of The Adamantium Podcast, featuring Brandon Saller of the band Atreyu. Thank you guys very much for your support of this podcast. We love having you, and I love doing these interviews for you. I hope you have a fantastic week. God bless, and you'll hear from us again next week. 
cool. I'm here with Brandon from Treyu. Yeah. Thanks, man, for joining us. Of course. Thanks for having me. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad we got to do this because originally you and I were supposed to meet last November. Okay. On the show with uh, Ice Nine Kills. Ah, yeah. Black Veil Brides. But uh, day of, that show got canceled because of weather in Buffalo. Yes. Yeah. We couldn't get through. Yeah, so it was funny because I remember like the PR person sent me a note saying show got canceled because of weather, and I looked outside. I was like, "It's not so bad." People, <laughs> like, people in Toronto were pretty pissed because they yeah. they all did the same thing. Yeah, they're like, "What the fuck are you talking about? There's yeah. no weather." Yeah, but in Buffalo, you couldn't even get the it was border like four was feet of snow. Yeah, or yeah, something you, like that. You yeah. Couldn't even get and like logistically, we couldn't even get around to another entrance and get. There in time. Well, you got to go all the way to like Windsor at that point yeah. or something, and then you're just like not going to make it. In for time. sure, yeah. for sure. So I'm glad we got to do this now, and also since then a lot of stuff's happened. So yeah. um, a lot more to talk about. So uh, two EPs out this year so so far, and I think an album yeah. coming. So another EP, and then that kind of leads into the complete album. So the three EPs will make up the yeah, album. Yeah, three EPs like plus plus plus. Okay, yeah. all right. A little special sauce. Yeah. Um, okay, so the most recent EP came out in August, uh-huh. um, and that was called "The Moment You Find Your Flame." Yeah. Um, and uh, what I was, you know, I, I I've given it a couple of listens, and uh, what I read that the it, it kind of reflects on on one's battle with self worth. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit what was inspiring this collection of songs. Uh, I mean, I feel like the the EPs sort of tell a story of within each EP kind of tells a story of of like the process of being from being at absolute zero mm-hmm. and making it to the other side, making okay. it out the other end. Um, we keep referring to it as kind of the seasons of life. Like it's like everything goes in cycles mm-hmm. and the the EPs will kind of like lead you through those kind of emotions each time and I think the moment you find your flame is meant to be sort of the middle okay Um, the hope of a spark the first EP was sort of that like lost in the dark you know like hoping for something to just give you a sign like some sort of direction Mm -hmm. that, that kind of feeling of being lost and a bit hopeless okay the moment you find your flame is sort of that middle ground of that that first aha moment Okay. Where you're not there yet, but you've found or are finding sort of purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're finding what you're supposed to do, where you're supposed to go. Um, sort of collecting a few of those answers that you've been looking for. Gotcha. So that's kind of the, the middle the middle part of the journey. So then is so the last EP, is that going to be like the triumph? That's sort of, and like I said, yeah. I mean, they all they all kind of go through the whole story within them. Okay. But the, the final EP is sort of... Um, you know, getting to the, like I said, coming out the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the entirety of the album with, within its title and within all the songs involved, we'll kind of, we'll kind of go through that. Yeah. One. I mean, I even noticed, uh, the latest single immortals that's kind of got that within there too. It's kind of that, like, yeah. it doesn't kill me, makes me stronger. Exactly. Of, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it does. I mean, you look at this EP and you have, you know, you have good enough, which is like very much a question of self, self worth. Mm-hmm. It's like, out, you know and then you have Immortal which is kind of like that sort of hold my beer song yeah like when you found it and you yeah. feel good about it um, you have I don't want to die which is very much like a hope like a 
there's a lot of hope in that song. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's kind of also that place where you realize that you have something to give or you, you want to be somewhere, you want to be part of something. Um, and uh, as well as Gone, like Gone is a song about, about you know, sort of loss in a sense of someone that you lose, losing someone because you didn't know how to mm-hmm. properly give them what they needed at the time, you know? Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, it kind of goes to all, Immortal is definitely sort of the, the 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 tail end of this this story on this EP. Gotcha. Tell me a little bit too about the the, the creation, the making of this album too, because this is now your second album, kind of at the forefront yeah. of the band. And but baptized, you also had to. I assume you had to make during the pandemic. We did. Yeah. Came, we, yeah. We started. We started baptized in twenty. Basically, the beginning of twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we finished it sort of in the middle end of 2020. So not only are you going through this changes band, but now you're also doing it in, <laughs> during COVID. In weird circumstances where you don't know when it's going to come out, you don't know right. what's going to happen with it. You don't know. Yeah. yeah it was Can't very, tour it even. Like, yeah. It gave us a good amount of time to like kind of craft that album in a way that we saw necessary, but um, yeah, it was definitely strange, but it felt good. So was there, was there uh, elements of that album that you were able to take to Okay, now, now it's it's a little bit. Uh, we know we have a little bit more. We know what we're doing a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, not that you know what you're doing. You guys have been around for twenty plus years, for but sure. In this new format now, with with obviously much less restriction and. Yeah, I think with baptized it was us. You know, really the the four of us kind of getting in a room. Kyle sort of came in at the end, right? Um, but uh, the four of us kind of figuring out how to do it with just the four of us mm-hmm. um it's sort of a different dynamic and um that's when we kind of all started to really embrace this sort of group dynamic of the band because there's a lot of kind of unspoken like hidden talents within our band that mm. not that they weren't allowed to be presented but they weren't as like welcomed with open arms before right so like when it came time where it was kind of the four of us kind of rebuilding it on our own, mm-hmm. you start to realize people's strong suits and you realize mm-hmm. what we haven't been utilizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when it came time to make this album, we write everything we write in the studio. It's like right. we get in, in a room and it's everyone throws out the idea they have that day and we pick one and we go for it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? The next day there's five new ideas or sometimes eight new ideas or a week later we might go, hey, that one that Dan had last week i was thinking about something we could do with that but it's all it's all very group oriented and even down to the lyrics like we all sit in a room and write lyrics together write all the music together everyone's kind of has their hand in in crafting the whole thing so that's sort of where we've been at the last couple records but just now it's more it's it's much more open and kind of accepting of everyone to like really put their head in the game well you guys you guys have said a lot in in a lot of the press releases i was i was reading that um that something special is happening within a trio right now, yeah. um, creatively, and and so it, it maybe expand on that a little bit, like it just it it, it feels it feels different uh, than it ever has. I think it feels better than it ever has, okay. and it comes from like I sort of was saying before. It's like it comes from the five of us having like an unrelenting trust mm-hmm. and respect for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I it's like there's the ego has kind of been taken completely out of this band where right. okay. like the five of us all know that that 
there's someone in the band or not, or multiple people in the band that can do what we're doing better. Right. You know, and, and that's what, and it's like when it comes down to singing certain parts where it's like, this part's awesome. And it's like, well, who's, all right, well, I'll try it. But then let's get Porter to try it again. Mm-hmm. And then let's get Dan to try it. And sometimes mm-hmm. Porter wins. There's, there's stuff on the record that even on Baptized, there was like a bridge on, um, on a song. What, what was the song? It was, um, why am I blanking right now? Stay. Mm-hmm. It was a bridge, and it was like I sang it, and it was like, oh, Porter was like, oh, I want to try to sing that. I think, and I was like, I was kind of thinking Dan maybe. So we all just got in the booth and did it, mm-hmm. and Dan was the one that won. His voice just sounded perfect on it. So it's the first time in our band's history where like mm-hmm. one of the singers didn't right sing everything, you know. Right. And even on this, like, so it's it's, it's really. I think that kind of spark and that energy is it's, cool. Opens a whole bunch of new doors too. Yeah, you know, like yeah, and it's felt very. It's like a very electric feeling right mm-hmm. now. It's like we're there's no shortage of creativity. Um, the support system within the band is like rock solid. Yeah, like and then when we play live, it's like we're having a fucking blast. I was like, gonna you say does that get shown in the live shows. I'm sure. Yeah, like energy and you can see it. It's like yeah. you know, I'll let you be the judge of that tonight. Yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. It's like you, you could you can tell. Um, that we're having a good time. Yeah, and I, I think that being a band for you know we're we're our band turns twenty five next year. Yeah, which is so which wild, is a long yeah. fucking time. So the fact that we are even still here in the first place. Yeah, uh, and then that we get to do this on the level that we do, and we're still growing and still accomplishing new things. It's like we're we're just grateful. You know? Yeah. So it's like we've I think that that kind of feeling all comes out in everything that we're doing. That's amazing. What about um, what about for you being a drummer? Was it odd for you to step out from behind the drum set and be at the front of the stage now? Or I mean, sort of. I think that it's weird that you have the sort of like everything happens for a reason in right. life. Okay, yeah. I mean, in 2011 when we went on, went on hiatus, I started another band called right. Color High Water that I fronted. That you were at the front of the stage. Okay. And had I not been in that band for you know five, six years, mm. seven years, we were technically still a band. There's enacted but um you know and going out on tours with like everyone from like the darkness to stone right. sour to like nothing more watching these different front men and yeah really like coming into my own as Those a front man killer front man too yeah <laughs> and so different as well yeah, but like yeah. having this kind of like case study and, and really just having time to figure that out for myself yeah when it came time for me to do it Mm-hmm. it was comfortable already okay um, were you able just, to draw elements from those like of, those of ex- course yeah. and I, I've always been just like I don't play a character on stage you know right. I'm not that kind of front man mm-hmm. um, but I've always just really been myself so that's right. like I do the same thing it's just like on another like the energy level on the Atreyu stage is a whole yeah, other thing of so, course um, and even for the guys it's like you know, you're now there's a fucking freight train gorilla yeah. <laughs> on, in the front of the stadium. Yeah. So it's like one of those things. It's it's just kind of leveled up. And um, did you so have was a, it, did you have an itch when you were sat at the drum set? Like oh, I want to be. I've up always there. wanted to move more. You know, yeah, I yeah. always call it Larsing. Yeah, you know, like yeah. Lars from Metallica is just like standing up all the time. All the time, you can tell you know, it's like, and it's like I've always been the dude that was like yeah. standing on top of my drums and yeah. You know, trying. I just, I've always wanted to jump around. Yeah, say, I've, I'm a drummer. Yeah. And I've, same thing too. I was like, I, I can't sing. So that's the answer to the question right there. <laughs> but like, I've always wanted to be the front of a band. But it's definitely fun. Yeah. That's cool, man. Um, tell me about some of the significance on the, the cover of this EP. Yeah. I found it very interesting as I was kind of going through them. Yeah. There's, um, so 
kind of se- seemingly gotten big into like symbolism as far as the last couple records and we love sort of having a uh, sort of like symbol attached to every song mm-hmm. okay um but it's a lot of fun on the last record it was very obvious okay like there was you know you could tell and even on the artwork it was laid out by song by song okay um and i just love we love doing shit i always just say like we want i want something that's tattooable mm. uh you know because like every all the greatest bands in history have tattooable stuff Tattoo, you know, yeah like, yeah um and it's like one of those things where so each kind of each song has a specific logo that it applies to it but there's also sort of some like extra hidden gems that mm-hmm. it's like there's some stuff where people could be like, oh, is that's the symbol for this song, but really it's it's one of the other ones. Gotcha. Yeah, there's yeah. like some extra sort of imagery that just kind of is like maybe a blip of like a lyric or something like mm. that, which is kind of cool for people to figure out or like find for themselves. So maybe I missed the line, but is there a significance of the clock being at 4.30? I don't think, I think that was just what time it happened to me. Okay, all right. Because yeah. I was like, that one's, that that one's um, yeah. less of a, that one's just, just happened that way. Right. Yeah. Okay. We have, we, we've had like some stuff throughout the years where like, you know, I won't call it fan fiction. It's not that, but people being like, yeah, yeah. coming up with What's the... ideas or like, did you guys do this on purpose? And we're like, no, we should have. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, like, that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's awesome that's awesome um have you gotten any of them tattooed uh not yet no okay no yeah they're still fresh i gotta find space yeah well, that's, <laughs> that's, we all that's have the these... hard part when you get to yeah yeah we all have these jackets um that we got made um it's actually a wonderful company from here called master supply okay um and uh, there's a guy in the uk his company is called saints of the undead and he does fully customized jackets so we all got like these beautiful leather jackets like made for like stage pieces and we kind of all picked our favorite sort of logos and stuff from the artwork and put on there so it's kind of so which one are you using mine is um i have a lot i have the three skeletons okay i love um it just reminds like i have you know just i love the the little love that symbol a lot of us have the watch me burn keyhole with the eye the rose has been used quite a bit Mm -hmm. um travis has the this guy on the back, the bird, oh, kind of pondering. Yeah, so it's it's a couple a handful of us have that one. I like the inside too. Yeah, the inside's cool. It's kind of their yeah. trademark. Yeah, but um, no tattoos yet. Yeah. No tattoos yet. Okay. Um, since we're talking about tattoo logos and symbols, uh, you guys are joining Iron Maiden on yeah. tour, yeah. which um, is, I mean, for me, top top five, easy, easy of top five. Of course. Um, have you guys? Have you guys... Well, tell me a little bit what this opportunity means to you guys. Have you guys played with Iron Maiden before, or...? We did, um... We did two shows with them about 15 years ago. It was, like, during the lead sales cycle. Okay. And it was in Mexico. Amazing. We did Mexico City and Monterey. There were stadium shows. Yeah. Which was a first for us. Okay. Um... You think about it at that like time. Fifty thousand people. Yeah, one night was forty-five. One yeah. night was fifty-five. Yeah, it's wild. Um, and if you know Iron Maiden at all and their fan base, like they're rabid. Like they. Yes. Yeah. Um, they don't give a fuck about who the hell else is there. Right. Right. Um, especially Which in is this case, ground too. Yes. Yeah. And in this case, there was sort of a lot of things against us. Uh, we. This is Mexico, so Mexico and South American fans, from what I have heard or 
the most diehard mm-hmm. on earth. Yeah, even if they don't speak English, they yeah, know all like, the words. And yeah. uh, so, you know, we're we're playing direct support to Maiden. We're playing right before them. Okay. Before us is is um, uh, fucking Carcass, who's like a legendary metal band. Yeah. Who just got back together after like years okay and morbid angel yeah who's another like death metal band that's like a legend and then lauren harris who's steve harris's daughter yeah so you have iron maiden family yeah <laughs> legendary metal band yeah legend even more legendary metal band that just got back together and then you have five orange county boys playing yeah <laughs> their brand of whatever the fuck we I are i mean you guys are, are approaching legendary status but now that was this is this is we're only at the 10 year mark at this point so this is 15 this years This was ago. the first time. This is gotcha. the first time. Gotcha. Uh, our backdrop, the the pole wasn't big enough for our backdrop, so our backdrop just said Trey, um, which is cool. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Uh, we got so much change thrown at us that our tour manager at the time tipped out the loaders. Okay. Uh, Porter, actually, our bass player, got hit in the face with like a metal like railroad spike. Jeez. He has a scar on his face still. But even back then... Um, Steve Harris and Nico were watching our show, the first show, and they were like, "Hey, this is like a crazy moment for me because you think of Iron Maiden, and you're like, they're a, they're a god tier. Of course they are. are, yeah. And they're like, hey, like great show. First of all, it's like I didn't expect you to watch us at all or yeah. give a fuck. And they're like, we just want you to know two things. They're like, one, like you're here because we wanted you here. Like we chose your band to play these shows. So like, don't feel weird about being here because a lot of bands do. Okay. Which is already you're like, I don't even know what to say. Yeah. And they're like, two, like, congratulations, like, you finished your show. They're like, most bands don't get to finish their set. Like, so what happens? They, they just have to, they just they walk just off? Stop. Yeah. Oh. Because they're just, chant- people are chanting Maiden so loud. Right, right. They just are relentless. So it's like, you finished, so good job. Yeah. So for me, getting the opportunity to do it again, yeah. one, we're playing Canadian shows. Canadians are the nicest people on earth. So I think that they'll be a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> Friendly, you got like Vancouver, Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, which is like the nicest part of Canada yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, again, it's just us and Iron Maiden this yeah. time, which is even more crazy because like they picked the band. So yeah. for them to be like, let's get that Atreyu band again, mm. um, but it's sort of like proving ground. You know, it's like redemption for me. Yeah. Like I think our band, performance wise, is on another tier mm-hmm. these days. So it's like for me, it's like I want to go and prove the fucking yeah. crush the Iron Maiden shows. Yeah. You know? So we're stoked. I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a fucking honor. That is, that, yeah. I mean, they that is that is God status. Yeah, you don't say is. no. Yeah, like, this no. tour is funny because this tour is announced, and we were gonna I've told the story. We were gonna announce this tour. It was like cool. We're announcing tomorrow, and it was like shit. Hold on a second. We got this offer for these Iron Maiden shows, so we have to reroute the tour to be able to do those. It's like yeah. cool, of course, done. And then the following week was like cool. We're gonna announce tomorrow. <laughs> again and then like two hours later we got a call like hey we got an offer to do these six shows of Godsmack yeah so we have to like we want to reroute because it, it was we're direct yeah, support yeah. for Godsmack too and it's like okay so we had to reroute this tour twice yeah. <laughs> in order to make all these other things work but we're we feel lucky because how how did did you do the Godsmack one yeah already? that was last week and had you played with them before um maybe like festivals and stuff like gotcha. that gotcha super super cool, cool. down to earth yeah so I just had Sully on this sh- on my yeah. podcast too so nice like, all the dudes in the band like yeah approach again like approach I feel I, I'm not gonna be coy about it I feel cool when this happens okay I feel like accomplished when like someone who's on another level of you I, I don't I think we're all just humans we're people of course but like when someone as far as level of success like makes goes out of their way to be like hey 
you're you. I wanted to meet you. Nice to meet you. Stoked to have you on the tour. Yeah. And then, like, the next day, like, like uh, Shannon, their drummer, did that the day before we were in Rocklahoma and, like, came up and introduced and was like, oh, that, you didn't have to do that. Yeah. Next day, like, the first show, the bass player, like, came into the dressing room and was like, stoked to have you. It felt nice. Yeah. You know, so, like, they're the sweetest dudes. Their whole crew was so helpful. And yeah. just, like, accommodating and those shows were fun. They were really fun. Yeah. They were, and they're, their tour, the tour manager, was super yeah. super cool. He's big, like the nicest dude, dude ever. Like, big, Looks like he's gonna punch you, but yeah. just smiles instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we had he invite. It was the, there was a girl with Bia from BMG that was with me, and he invited us to have dinner with them after. That's We're awesome. Like, that <laughs> doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Uh, actually, so on the Iron Maiden note again. Um, you guys also say that 80s metal has always been kind of an influence yeah, of yours. Yeah, one of the influences. I've sure. actually noticed in the last, like in these EPs anyways, there's, there's kind of been a little bit more 80s influence. Yeah. Am I right? 100%. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to die. We we literally, we ha- it was, that was kind of Dan. Most of the 80s stuff comes from Dan. And he had this idea and it was like, if we're going to, it started as really stripped. It was just mm-hmm. piano. And, he, and it was beautiful. And yeah. he was like, I don't see this song as that. I want it to be like a fucking Def Leppard power ballad. Okay. And it was like, okay, well then let's just go to the playbook. Yeah. And we we went to the Def Leppard playbook and fucking, we used all the all the plays. Yeah. Like the drum samples on that song are actual Def Leppard drum samples. Amazing. You'll notice that unlike any song on the EP, they're fucking, bah, the <laughs> massive drums, you know? Like we, we kind of just went to like the fucking... The Mutt Lang playbook, as far as like the harmonies and all the background vocals, and really just like tried to, it's like, what would Def Leppard do? Yeah, you know, WWDL do. (laughs) (laughs) So like, yeah, definitely like, especially on that specific song, it's very much like rooted in in trying to be as as close to what Def Leppard would do. That's pretty cool. Who did they? They did a song. Was they joined someone on a song? Ghost. Ghost. And it was badass. We were so mad because we yeah. were like, this is a Def Leppard song. We should fucking get, get home and do it. Yeah. Then he was on the ghost song. I'm like, damn it. Yeah. We've been trying to get Klaus Mine on a song from Scorpions. Oh, yeah. It's like one of Dan's favorite bands uh, for years. And it just hasn't linked up yet. I think he's also just like very old and probably doesn't care about yeah, it. Yeah. Those guys are in great shape, man. Oh, they're like, killing it. I always stuff. forget. Every time I see them, I forget. It's like these guys are like they're, pushing 80 or something. Like the like, Scorpions <laughs> in the 80s when the Scorpions got big. I think Klaus was like 45. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah. yeah a long time ago. That's cool, man. Um, music one one hot topic that's been on this um, we've had this conversation on this podcast a lot is uh, is music becoming more and more genreless. Yeah, and you guys, I mean, you guys have been doing that for decades now. You guys are kind of a pioneer of that almost. And mm. do you do you see music more going that way? How have you guys benefited from not being pigeonholed by genre? I think it's great because your audience just gets so much more broad. Mm-hmm. You know, there are 16-year-old girls that love NGK mm-hmm. and uh, BTK, or it was BTS, BTS yeah. but also love Atreyu and Spirit Box. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it's it's all over the board. And I, I think that, I think because people have lost the concept of, like, guilty pleasures, mm. we all, like, ditched that when we were, like, in high mm-hmm. school, we're like, I don't really care. I just like it. Why yeah. am I guilty about this? Yeah. Um, and our 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 influences are so vast. We all listen to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, we've kind of always made just music that we wanted with no sort of further thought of, like, what are people going to think? Yeah. Um, 
But I think, yeah, it's becoming more and more genreless. Like, even you look at, it's a perfect example, like, you look at Spirit Box. Mm-hmm. They're arguably one of the heavier main mainstream hard rock metal bands right now. Mm-hmm. They're killing it. And if you look at Courtney on stage, like, she performs like a slightly more aggro pop star. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. she's really, like, come into her own as a front person mm-hmm. and front woman and and like you I watch it and I'm like I feel like I'm watching a pop show until she like gets kind of aggressive yeah and it's like that's fucking awesome yeah like that's it's different yes yeah. it's, it's it's exciting yeah um, and you know like I said even like Machine Gun Kelly like mm. dude got the most shit in the world for like switching genres but yeah it's, it's the best like, thing that happened to his it's career it's the best thing ever happened to him but he's he's right like dude's been doing warp Tour and, yeah. and rock tours and festivals for fucking ever mm-hmm. and he came out and he wrote one of the best pop punk albums in the last fucking 10 years. Yeah, I agree. And there's no, and you can't argue it. Yeah. And it's like, it's good. What are you yeah. mad at? It's good. Yeah. And he's killing it, you know? And it's I remember like, you mentioned the, like, the guilty pleasures, like that Bloody Valentine song. Mm-hmm. I had that song on repeat and people were like, oh, Dylan's like, no, that's just a great song. Dude, great song. He's like, with wicked drumming. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wicked fills. Like, yeah. he's like a, a friend and it's like, you, you, you're like, okay, you hear the first song, he's pretty good. And you always listen to his, like, friends or even acquaintances, like, music and you're nervous, you know? Yeah, yeah. You don't want to not like it. Mm-hmm. And I remember calling our drummer, Kyle, Kyle is a big Blink fan, too, and you know, he likes a lot of pop punk. And yeah. I'm like, yo, have you heard the new MGK already? He's like, no, I didn't check it out yet. And I'm like, now, let's do it now. Yeah. I'm like, I just listened to it on the way to a session in L.A., like, front to back. Yeah. And there's no skips. And he called me, like, 40 minutes later. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, yeah. It's just good. Yeah. So it's like, you, if you... That's where we've always come from. We've come from that school where, like, I think John Feldman, producer we've worked with a lot, um, kind of taught us this thing where it's like, song is king is, like, the mantra. Right. Uh, it doesn't matter, like, if Atreyu put out uh, a country song, mm-hmm. but it was, like, the best country song you've ever heard, it would blow up no one cared because yeah. it's good. Yeah. If we put out uh, uh, whatever, that's why it's, like, it doesn't matter what what it is it's us writing the music and whatever it is as long as it's good that's yeah, all that matters I think that mentality of if you listen to this you can't listen to that and that's gone is gone like when I was in high school that was very Same. much a thing you know and there's elitists still you yeah. know but and they're mostly in the metal scene it sucks because like metal is it's supposed to be this big thing that's right. like oh it's for the people and yeah but it's like metal has more elitist buttholes than any other genre yeah. and it's like most of the dudes that are mad because you don't just listen to what they like like right. live with their parents still and work at Best Buy <laughs> yeah. and like it's like you're you're not mad at me yeah you're mad at you yeah you know it's like just but it's it, I, I think it's it's garbage. true man it's like, like when concept. I was in high school you know that's when I was getting into Iron Maiden and mm-hmm. Megadeth and stuff and then it was like I didn't let myself like the killers or, yeah or Fallout Boy and I was like there's you guys nothing, are making great songs. There's you know, nothing I went more. Back, I was like, why? This was such a good album. <laughs> I love. You always have like, you always have like the metal vest, right? Yeah. Like the concept of like, the the metal vest with all the patches. I love nothing more than going to a show and seeing a kid with like, like Demu Borgir, Iron Maiden, Megadeth, Metallica, Green Day, yeah. Fall Out Boy, uh, you know, My Chemical Romance. Yeah. It's like. Yes. Good for you. Yeah. Yes. You if know, you like all the music. Exactly. That's it. I just wanted to see Fall of Women here this summer. Fantastic show. Kill yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In fact, I think that, I mean, I don't know if it's a controversial, but I think they just put out their best album. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Blink. 
tell me what it was like for you specifically as a drummer to do a song with Travis Barker. It was awesome, man. Yeah. He was so down to earth and just like mellow. And it was like, it's funny, like sitting in the, the you know, control room and Travis is playing shit on this like marching drum thing, whatever. And it's like, how was that? And I'd be like, cool. Like, can you try a little thing like this? Like, why don't you get on the kit now and do like just some big Tom stuff, whatever, like throwing out ideas. Yeah. And, like you get nervous about that, you know, you're yeah, just yeah, like, uh, but like he was so cool and, and comfortable. And, you know, I was at, w years ago, we did a record, Let's Off Paper Anchor. Yeah. And we had Andy Wallace. My favorite intro. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and Andy Wallace is an absolute legend. Makes yeah. it producer as well sorry he just got super loud it's okay, it's okay. um and uh i remember one of the first songs he mixed was blow yeah and i had one of the, my legitimate mix notes was i i needed i wanted the cowbell to be louder yeah and i sat in my own head for 15 minutes getting the courage to tell this legend that i needed more cowbell yeah because i'm like <laughs> he's gonna think i'm fucking an idiot but like again it's like he was so accommodating and yeah. cool like True. I think the true legends are the ones that are still open. Open to and you. Like, yeah, yeah, of course. And Travis has been nothing but cool. It's true. They, you know, they probably get sick of, you know, yes men too. Like, mm -hmm. just sure, yeah, Travis, whatever you want. And it's like, no, give yeah. me feedback. He's <laughs> like, been, and he's been cool to the point too where like, yeah. I was in Nashville, I just moved to Nashville and I was there about a month and a half ago trying to find a place and I was like, oh shit, I'm in town. Like, I didn't realize you guys were in Nashville tonight. Yeah. I was like, I didn't even know. And he's like, oh, cool. Like, do you want to come to the show? Wrote me back on Instagram, like, in 15 minutes. Was like, do you want to come? Yeah. And I'm like, that'd be great. He's like, cool, I got you. Got you on the list. Like, hit me up when you're here. Yeah. And I was like, sick. And then I didn't end up going because I caught an earlier flight. Yeah. But it was like, he doesn't have to. He could ghost me all day long. Yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't even think anything of it. Like, yeah, you're busy. Yeah. But it's like, the dude's a good guy. That's cool. And I think he's at this cool point in his career, too, where he just wants to work with a bunch of cool yeah. people. Yeah. He's into he's he's down for the cause. Yeah. Um, okay, tell me, you know, at this point in your guys' career, this twenty plus legacy career, um, what goals do you guys still have? I mean, we're just getting started. Okay. Awesome. To be brutally honest. Yeah. Like um there's so many things we've got to accomplish. Mm. Uh we have never been to a lot of places in the in the in the world to play. Mm -hmm. Um we have milestones upon milestones to cross. So we, in our heads, it's like, this band's still new for us. Yeah. Like, we're, we got a lot of kicking left in us for sure. So there's awesome. um, just kind of onward and upward in our heads. That's all that, that's all we're thinking about. And my last question to wrap this on, the Immortal video offered up this question <laughs> right at the beginning. One day <laughs> we all die. If you had one more day, what would you do? Yeah. So tell me, what would you do? Oh, man. I try to get everyone I love in one room and just mm -hmm. hang out with them. Yeah. I wouldn't do anything I did in the Immortal video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't go to a random barbecue and yeah. zombie party. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I just, uh, I'd get everyone I possibly could in the room and just hug them. Amazing. <laughs> That's a great answer. And yeah. I think, I think that, that would be my answer too. Yeah. Yeah. And I would eat whatever the hell well, I'd I want. eat everything. Yeah. Yes, everything. <laughs> Why the hell not? Yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. This is great. Awesome. Thank awesome. you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. The Adamantium. 
Thank you for tuning in to the Adamantium Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd absolutely love for you to subscribe to us on whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. I'd also love to see you on social media. You can follow on Instagram at The Adamantium, on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. Thank you again so much for listening.